You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey everybody, welcome to The Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron, and with me of course is Brian. Brian? Yes, I am. How you doing? I'm doing well. That's good. I'm on my best behavior because we have a guest. We do. We he's do not really a guest. guest. No, he's one, of, he's one of our teammates, Andy yes. McLean, who is the Gospel Project for Students editor. And just an all-around great guy. What's up? It's good to be here. Yeah, glad to have you on, Andy. You've uh, you've been able to come on the show um, at least once before um, to this point. Um, yeah, yeah, tw- once or twice. Once or twice. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so I guess I didn't do a good job because you didn't really invite me back until now. So th- that good. that's just a, a horrible lie. It's a horrible lie. I just was trying to replace w- replace Brian with you, but uh, well, you did because I wasn't in those two episodes. That's true. Was, that's true. I was so, off gallivanting uh, or doing something. My audition didn't go too well. I guess. <laughs> oh, it was fine. It was fine. So we are talking about something kind of fun today. Maybe. There's no maybe about it. It is. It's a good topic. It is a good topic. That's you're right. Gonna, <laughs> you're about to offend Andy. He's never going to come back on again. That's true. That's true. No, this we could be good. So I let's know. just bring Andy in. I I mean, it could be. It may true. not be. I feel like we kind of have to talk about this. Yeah. It's kind of in the middle of our series. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So well, that great I mean, setup. Do you, do you love uh, middle school and high school students? Um, well, I do now you care have for them a, at all. Do you have a heart for them? Do you have children that age? I now do have a child that is in that there age range. Go. Yes. So yes, I do. Okay. That's true. So yes, and that is, in fact, we um, we started a uh, a mid we started a summertime uh, youth ministry at our church this this year. Um, we had, um, and it was the first time we had something like that. Yeah. And we care about them so much. You know what we did? You're using gospel foundations. We used the gospel project. Or the girls there you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. That's right. Either one. You know, Either one. Great, because they're part of the same family. That's right. That's right. If you want your kids to be, um, and by kids, I mean your middle schoolers and your high schoolers. To, I know we've already called them stu- or we called them youth. Now we've called them kids. Now we've called them students. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's sort of the the language, the lingo that we use here at Lifeway, students. Yes. Um, See, I'm aware of that. I just right. want to point that out. Right. Yeah. yeah. You so, know, I appreciate that. So, yeah. but thank you for ruining my, uh, my promo pitch here. Oh, you were doing a good job on your own. Oh, th- of ruining it? Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. <laughs> when you started with, hey, this might be a good. <laughs> do we just need to start over? Is that no, what we need to do? No, this is, this is going this out. Is go- this is gold right here. This is right here, quality. This, keep this going. Keep quality running. radio. <laughs> He's laughing like an old man. <laughs> Uh, He's laughing so my, hard. You my six-year-old Caleb has the best old man laugh. Yeah, he has that that dry kind of. It just <laughs> it gets wheezy and you lose it all. Yep. Yeah. All right. But if you care about your youth too, your and youths. <laughs> your the two youths. <laughs> yes. If you care about your youths too, um, and you want them to be grounded in the gospel, there is, um, to my mind, there's no no better resource out there than the Gospel Project for for students in middle school and gospel project and gospel foundations for teens um both tell the big story of scripture over and i got so excited there i i had to pause and hiccup apparently (laughs) 
Well, you're, you're just dying on this one. So, Andy, we want to talk with you about the gospel and students. Let me, I'm just going to pick up That's where you That's fine. Here, I'm going to delete we're something. Gonna, we're gonna, no, you're not deleting. This is going out. <laughs> So we are in the middle of this series Aaron and I have been doing, uh, talking about how the gospel and the different kind of age uh, levels, how, how, what opportunities we have, what challenges we have. And of course, we have talked about preschoolers, we've talked about kids, we talked about preteens. And so now this episode, which will be good because students matter, we want right. to talk about the gospel and students and some of the different opportunities we have and challenges, as I just said. So yeah. um, let me just throw a, a broad question out to you and yeah. let you kind of sink your teeth into it where you think you want to. Yeah. What are some of the greatest opportunities and challenges we have with the gospel and students? Yeah, no, uh, great question. I mean, you know, I would say I didn't, uh, haven't listened. Have you Have you guys published the, the previous episodes yet? No, no. So you're not at fault for not listening. Okay, okay. So, uh, you know, because I'm an active listener, I subscribe and everything. So, um, just but, didn't know uh, if you missed those. I just didn't know if I missed them, you know. You know, yeah, that's right. The commute home sometimes gets... Exactly. You know, uh, other podcasts come up. But uh, so, you know, I, I imagine with a preteen, a lot... Uh, sort of the just the levels of biblical learning are going to apply to the middle schoolers as well, and so, uh, but but even into the high school uh, uh, students uh, in addition to that. But I, I would say probably just you know um, my immediate reaction. Um, one of the interesting things that's going to start happening in middle school and high school students is that you're going to kind of have this sort of natural progression. From just sort of okay, here's some of the basic biblical narratives I've sort of learned. I know some of the basic characters throughout Scripture. I know, I know sort of the basic timeline of things and when they happen. I know even some basic uh, central doctrines of the Christian faith. But I think starting in middle school and certainly into high school, you're going to have lots of more opportunities for students to start to realize, uh, you know why they believe what they believe. Mm-hmm. In other words, they have the biblical content. They have some yeah. of the foundation, especially if they've grown up in the church context, right? Yeah. If they have that context, and if they don't have that context, then, then you know that, that's a different conversation. But they have that biblical context. They have that sort of foundation. Here they're going to be able to start you know, doing a little bit more analytical thinking in terms of, okay, so you know, I believe this. Uh, I've grown up in a context that believes it. My sort of community believes it. Mm-hmm. My family support group believes it. Uh, but here, I have an opportunity to really own my faith and sort of not just borrow it or inherit yeah. it from my parents, but have an opportunity to own it. And so they start to kind of, you know, look into some of the, okay, you know, what are some of the reasons I believe what I believe? So I would say that, you know, maybe that's going to be one of the more unique things that we get to address as we sort of develop curriculum, as we minister to students at that age level. Yeah, and I know that's uh, something that's kind of in your wheelhouse of apologetics uh, that you care deeply about. I, it's great that that is woven into the Gospel Project curriculum now more more clearly and, and so forth. That just something, as you are just saying, that's so critical, not only for them of what they're believing, but aren't our students getting a lot of pushback? from the culture around them, they're starting to broaden out, get out of a, of a safe umbrella, protective, if you will, kids. We can control what our kids, what media they digest. We, you know, we can, yeah. but once you're a student and you, you start having that freedom, I think there's a lot more voices mm-hmm. coming at you as a student, which needs more apologetics, not only for yourself, but also interacting. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and really, you gotta start that stuff 
even before then, yeah. right? You kind of yeah. want to get them thinking about the big questions and, and learning how to answer them beforehand. You want to develop those critical thinking skills. Uh, and so you're doing that really all throughout, you know, the adolescent age uh, as they sort of progress at that age. I think that you're right. I think it sort of does come, kind of come on a little bit stronger at that age, um, maybe because just, you know, maybe they're online more at that age or, or whatever the case is. They're being exposed yeah. to all sorts of belief systems and worldviews. And so they're getting, uh, but I mean, I, I think that that's something, you know, that that's a, a unique thing uh, to kind of deal with at that age group. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of get labeled as apologetics and students and stuff like that. <laughs> And I don't want that to be like my go-to answer, <laughs> but but uh, but that's one area in which we could talk about. But uh, but there's certainly some others as well. I mean, you know, there's um, just when it comes to students uh, in general at that age, right? So we're kind of talking about the the uh, sort of the cultural awareness. Them, uh, you know, you're you're not able to sort of guard them as much. Yeah. You're you're not able to sort of protect them from secularization so much. Uh, and so you're kind of hoping that the things that you sort of stuffed in them in terms of the biblical content, you know, sort of the worldview, uh, apologetic, sort of, you know, sort of critical thinking that you sort of have talked to them about over the years, you're, you're hoping that, you know, some of those things are going to trigger and yeah. they're going to be remembered and they're going to be applied. And so I remember J.D. Greer saying years ago that his kids' ministry philosophy was basically stuff as much biblical content into them as you possibly can at a young age. And then, he, he, I mean, he believes that, you know, when they get older, yeah, so the light bulb will, light bulb will come on and, you know, it'll sort of click. And, uh, and I tend to agree with that in large measure. Um, but, but, you know, part of that biblical content, that input, mm-hmm. has to be some critical thinking uh, sort of, you know, bent on that more apologetic level. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, what is super important for us is is ultimately teaching our kids, and we do this. We're we're working on this with with our kids at at home very very intentionally. Is not simply telling them this is what you should believe, but giving them the skills so that they can think like so that you can teach them how to think yeah. through. Um, so basically, logic skills. Yeah. Even. Um, That's so, huge. Yeah, yeah, it is. And Lots it's, of people it's, like basic logic. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if you don't believe us, just look at Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we also had a really great conversation about that while, while Brian was away um, yeah. at another point on social media. So you should check that one out too. But um, but so so let's so let's let's dig in, into that a little bit more. What are what are a few basic principles for teaching our our students how to think about their faith and the things of the Christian faith, and um, and and really how to to address counterpoints. Yeah. So I mean, you know, student ministry is not going to be much different in terms of uh, some of the structure of a kids ministry. Mm-hmm. And so you guys kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's changed a lot. Even in the past, you know, decade is you know, student ministry, the philosophy behind it has changed a lot. No longer are the majority of churches just peddling programs and trying to keep kids active. Um, I think that, you know, some good big strides have been made to really provide uh, students with uh, a substantive ministry philosophy uh, behind student ministry. And so there are lots of, lots of, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, I hear this everywhere I go and 
and uh, and so and I, and I see this on a daily basis. So this is this is this is good news. Uh, mm-hmm. I think um, you know, I think that the, the, the struggle uh, with student ministry was, hey, look, you know, we have these students. Um, it, it's it's just it is very different from kids ministry in the sense that um, uh, you know the students are just so different. They're coming from you know. They're they're just sort of at different points, yeah. And their discipleship process, yeah. And um, and so you know, for some students, you might be regularly sort of pouring into them, teaching them the material week in and week out. I'll just get done with teaching a, a, a year long group with uh, ninth and tenth graders, and uh, and uh, I'm not saying that this is from a personal experience, but this this is a common experience in which you know, man, some ki- some students are just really. Um, you know, they're, they're, they have a bit of a more hunger, right? Mm-hmm. So they're kind of diving into the material more. They're engaging with the questions. They are, you know, sort of um, trying to build their spiritual disciplines of being in the Bible every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some students um, are completely, you know, uh, just, you know, void of, of that. Yeah. And so, and that's to be understood, like they're just at different places. Now, we want to cultivate that type of we want God to do a work in, in that heart, and we know that only Jesus can do that. And so this is where, you know, our emphasis on the gospel comes in, right? So we're not going to win those students over with uh, just having a fun environment, even though it's important to have a very fun and welcoming environment in student yeah. ministry. Uh, that's important. But we know that only Jesus can change the heart of a student. We know that the only way that student is going to have an Emmaus Road-type experience is by encountering Jesus, yeah. right? So the main, we know the story. Uh, the disciples uh, they were going one way. They meet Jesus. They didn't realize it was him at first. By the end of the by the end of the discussion, by the end of the evening, they realized who it was. And now that they have witnessed and experienced the risen Messiah, they go back. Mm-hmm. They go back, and uh, and their lives are forever changed. Telling people about Jesus, and so we want. And, and not only that, but my, my probably one of my favorite verses at all. Um, you know, they talk about uh, the fact that, man, you know, when he was talking to us, weren't our hearts burning yeah. within us? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is what happens, right? And so uh, as we sort of uh, connect the dots for students and show them, look, you know what? Um, you know, really, I mean, if, if especially especially like with high schoolers. So this is a time in which we get to say, because they're, they're sort of at that stage in life in which they've, they've tasted enough of some things to realize those things are not really ultimately satisfying. Yeah. Right? yeah. You really get that with college students. Uh, but high schoolers are starting to realize, man, you know, these these things that I thought were actually going to be joyful, that I thought were going to be, you know, lead to lasting pleasure. Yeah, man, they're just, maybe they have a sort of immediate gratification, but it, it, it quickly passes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they're starting to, you know, to recognize, man, there's, I have in me this desire, this persistent desire, and nothing around me, right, seems to be satisfying. And so, kind of like what Lewis would say, that means you're made for another world. That means that there is something uh, within you that, yes, uh, that only God has 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 created to to, to meet that need Himself. So, um, you know, so that's that's one thing that we get get to do with the gospel. I'm kind of detouring here a little bit, but no, no. so if I could just understand, chubby bunny does not make one's heart burn within 
It, I mean, it could make one's biological heart burn. <laughs> yes. One could have heartburn. Yes. From yeah, the Tabasco sauce on exactly. the Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that would that would spice up that game. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, yeah, Andy, I've always thought that, you know, high school age is when really an individual decides whether or not he or she is going to own this faith. As you were saying, it's no longer parents' faith, it's church's faith. Is it going to be mine? And college is where they kind of decide are they going to stay with it. That's kind of how I yeah, always look yeah, at it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment, sure. Um, yeah, and so, you know, that's that's uh, that's one of the unique things. I mean, so, like, you know, we put, we should put, you know, tons of emphasis in kids' ministry because I think what we do early yeah. on is going to influence that high school level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we, we we certainly can't neglect you know, especially if a lot of these students have don't have that foundation, don't have that background, yeah. growing up in a healthy kids ministry. Uh, but you know, we we have to we have to kind of continue to shift this paradigm of thinking, hey, look, you know what? Here we're just here to kind of you know provide a safe environment for students. Yep. We 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 tell them a list of behaviors that we want to see them do, and and here's a you know a, a list of moral virtues that you should pursue and here's some that you should avoid uh not virtues but here's some bad things that you should yeah. avoid so you know that's that's not ministry right so we want to continue to press in on um just pointing students to jesus um mm-hmm. while having a great environment in which they can come and they can they have a culture and a climate in which that you know it's it's welcoming it's befriending uh, there were some of the most enjoyable moments, right? Of, of, yeah. of, I didn't get uh, saved until my senior year of high school, uh, but once I did, and once I got plugged into a, a church, that was some of you know the more more mem- memorable yeah. moments for my entire high school career. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, but you know, you got to keep pointing students to to uh, to Jesus there, and so right. yeah. Well, and I think you brought up you brought up a great point there, um, just about the culture, because I mean, ultimately, what makes it a great culture for students is, isn't just you know what kind of fun activities that you know that you can have, and you know all this kind of stuff. It's that the gospel is present, yeah. and so you you don't you don't ultimately have a have a culture that will will encourage and nurture and shape someone's faith without without that essential element right so yeah yeah i think you're right and i'm, I'm constantly kind of thinking okay how does the gospel affect uh student ministry in terms of like a more formal discipleship venue like mm-hmm. through teaching right because yeah. i'm responsible for curriculum and so yeah. i'm thinking okay so when it comes to developing material to help students in, uh, meet Jesus and engage with Jesus and learn how the gospel, you know, transform the way that they think, the way that they feel, and the way that they live from day to day. Um, you know, that's that's important. That's a huge piece of the puzzle. But mm-hmm. I think you're right. That has to translate into the larger culture, and which is just sort of experienced as well. I mean, there's a genuine love and genuine concern and. Just there's uh, authenticity and transparency. There's that takes time. It takes time to build culture. You obviously have to first start with, you know, you have to start. It has to be built upon the word. It has yeah. to be, you know, that's the foundation. Um, is hearts changed by the gospel? They're going to kind of create and perpetuate that type of culture behind yeah. them. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Um, something what do y'all else. Think? Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, admittedly, I mean, 
we've talked about in in other episodes and we'll and we bring it up again we'll we'll bring it up again in a future one i'm sure i mean i didn't have a youth experience Mm -hmm. um because i also didn't have a kids ministry experience because i came to faith as a 25 year old yeah so um so in it's canada in, in canada okay. um so it's foreign to me literally um, <laughs> in it well no it's my foreign is is you're foreign to us i'm foreign to you yes but in many different ways um, <laughs> shush <laughs> you guys can't hear me shaking my head <laughs> I but <can> <laughs> Why do I, I I set myself up for these things, listeners? They're Canadian they, here, dude. Yeah. Sorry, in the wind. that's right. That's right. I do have majestic hair. That's true. Uh, I do not have a beard like as mighty as these two men, though. Working on it. So I cannot grow a beard. I cannot grow facial hair. Yeah, I, I think it's tragic. So, um, but speaking of youth ministry and teen yes. beards, um, student ministry and teen beards. <laughs> So, um, so that's where I resonate with, uh, with student ministry is my, my lack of facial hair. But, um, but I mean, as a parent who is now in a position where I'm, I'm navigating this area for the first time, um, it is like, it is really challenging to think, okay, how do I, like, it is challenging for me to be able to go and say, okay, Abigail, let's, let's work through this together let's let's think about this because i mean she's got things that are going on in her life that are um that are things i can't relate to um in any way um you know some of those are biological some are some are just because of age and stage of life and she gets a unique experience that that i don't have and so um you got some middle schoolers brian Yeah. yeah i've got one middle schooler and um and one, my girl is, is pushing into that very quickly. She'll be in middle school next year. And I think, you know, for me as a, as a dad, that seeing the value of a student ministry that is is based on a gospel culture is so essential. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you need, as you were saying, Andy, you need to have some fun things involved. You need to do those things. And, and they all need to be intentional, though. Every event, we need to be putting under the microscope and saying, how is this advancing our mm-hmm. mission um, and, and there's nothing wrong. I mean, our, our church does a huge dodgeball event that's coming up. That's just a huge, fun thing. But yeah. there's there's purpose behind it. Sure, yeah. And so they, I, I want that for my kids. At the same time, though, my kids have plenty of opportunities to be, you know, to find enjoyment, to fill their time in, in, in our culture. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not lacking for opportunities to do that. I don't need the church to compete with those I need the church to be the church, yeah. and I mm-hmm. need my kids, my my students, to be around peers who are struggling to understand the gospel, who are growing in the gospel. I need them to have those relationships, yeah. and other men and women who care about them and who are joining with me yeah. to pour the gospel mm-hmm. into them. That's what I need. Right. I I don't need them to be entertained. Yeah. Right. And I think that's you know that's the, the 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 big thing. I love our student leaders at our church because I know they care about these kids. Yeah. They're investing right. in them and they're trying to point them to the gospel. Well, and that comes through in how your kids relate to them as well. Um, I mean, at our at our church, um, there's a um, uh, there's a there's a lady named Miranda who my my daughter has just kind of glommed on to. Like she just super loves her. And she just she's very comfortable around her, and it's been it's been really really good because 
Um, that's the first adult that she's really done that with outside of her mom and me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's, it's wonderful to be able to have someone who we know loves, loves Jesus, um, who can speak into our daughter's life too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, so was it a good conversation? You know, this was a pretty good conversation. We told you. Yeah. That's right. I that's right. It. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. All right. There's enough mockery of me to, <laughs> to make it worthwhile. That's right. Um, and, you know, Andy said profa- profound things. Yes. And Brian was and here, was too. Here. Yeah, I was just here. <laughs> so, uh, so, guys, thanks uh, thanks, for the, for, thanks for the conversation today. Andy, thanks for joining us. Yeah, my yeah, pleasure. This was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and, guys, I hope, uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. If you did, uh, please uh, do consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes, particularly a really good one. Um, that would help us out a lot. And uh, it would help more people find the show um, because we want to help more people shape their ministries with the gospel. Um, And uh, if you have questions um, or ideas for specific topics that you'd like us to discuss on a future episode and for how many episodes you'd like Andy to come back for, (laughs) um, do send us an email at thegospelproject at lifeway.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project, a family of resources revealing how all Scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.